Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. It is 5.53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you once again from the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 361 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly 
review showed. This is, of course, also, of course, a 2022 WCW US Hall of Fame inductee. This is, of course, the one and the only WCW US Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. <coughs> Excuse me, as we will, of course, review everything that took place in both here in the radio network and also in the wrestling world. We will also bring you tonight tonight's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report reports. And also, ladies and gentlemen, any wrestling news tidbits that have come in, of course, overnight from last night up until, of course, today. We will, of course, bring those to you as well. <coughs> if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-364-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here this evening. <clears throat> it is now 5.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, like we said, this is Saturday, May 20th, 2023. WCWS Power Hour, episode number 361. Good to have you here, of course, here with us here tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. As we will, of course, not waste any time and get right into the action here, of course. As we, of course, first start off with our uh, history our history and birthday report here. And we start off with the wrestling portion here, of course, for today. <coughs> Which, of course, I will go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, cover this again <coughs> uh, this coming Monday on WCWS Raw Radio. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can also catch, of course, your daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report uh, on, on three of our pages, of course, in the stable of groups on Facebook, of course, WCWS Fan Empire. WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade and WCWS Sports Roundup, courtesy of the Godfather of Soul himself, Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming. <clears throat> now let's see. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. My apologies here, ladies and gentlemen. Just a little something caught in the throat, but. Uh, but we will, of course, work through that, of course, throughout the program here this evening. <clears throat> now, here we go, of course, with today's wrestling history here for today, for today May the 20th. <coughs> <clears throat> On this date in 1974, Bruno San Martino pinned Killer Kowalski in a Texas death match to retain the WWWF World Heavyweight title at a house show in Madison Square Garden. On this date in the year 2000, at the ECW Hardcore TV tapings in Columbia, South Carolina, Justin Credible retained the ECW World Heavyweight title against Jerry Lynn. Also, Dusty Rhodes defeated Jack Victory in a bull rope match. On this date in 2001, WWF's Judgment Day came from Sacramento, California, home, of course, of our own Danny from Oak Park. In the main event, the champion Stone Cold Steve Austin retained the title against The Undertaker in a no-holds-barred match, and Triple H lost the Intercontinental title to Kane in a chain match. Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit showcased another wrestling clinic in a 2-out-3 falls match with Angle's Olympic medals on the line, 
Benoit won the first fall in a regular singles match. Angle won the second fall by submission with an angle lock, and Angle retrieved his gold medal to win the contest in a ladder match. Later in the evening, Benoit teamed up with Chris Jericho to win a tag team turmoil match and become the number one contenders for the WWF tag team titles. In China's final appearance in the WWF, she defended the women's title successfully against Lita. <clears throat> Which, of course, was, was even though it was a women's championship match, it was also, of course, I often heard, of course, stories about this particular match. And it was also done as a match out of true respect shown, of course, between China and Lita. On this day in 2002, The Undertaker retained the undisputed title against RVD in the main event of Raw from Memphis, Tennessee. <clears throat> On this day in 2007, at Judgment Day from St. Louis, Missouri, WWE champion John Cena retained the title in the main event by making the great colleague submit. Bobby Lashley defeated the team of Umaga, Vince, and Shane McMahon in a handicap match for the ECW title. However, Lashley did not win the title as he did not pin the ECW title holder, who was Vince himself. Also, MVP defeated Chris Benoit for the United States title in a two-out-of-three falls match, and Edge retained the world heavyweight title against Batista. <clears throat> a very somber moment, ladies and gentlemen. On this day in 2011, Randy Macho Man Savage sadly passed away at the age of 58 in Seminole, Florida. Savage had suffered a heart attack while driving in his Jeep Wrangler, which tragically collided with a tree. Savage is regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers to have ever lived. During his 32-year career, Savage held 29 championships, including the WWF World title on two occasions, which he won at WrestleMania's four and let's see, uh, eight, respectively. He also held the WCW World title on four occasions. <clears throat> Savage is also credited in bringing credibility to the WWF secondary primary championship, which was the Intercontinental title, through his incredible in-ring work, which was displayed as match against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania three, which is to this day is regarded as one of the greatest matches in the history of the event. I would definitely have to agree. <coughs> On a state in 2012, the third and final over the limit WWE pay-per-view took place in Raleigh, North Carolina. John Laurinaitis, people power, defeated John Cena in the main event, and Christian defeated Cody Rhodes for the Intercontinental title. Also, CM Punk retained the WWE title against Daniel Bryan, and Sheamus retained the World Heavyweight title in a fatal four-way match against Alberto Del Rio, Chris Jericho, and Randy Orton. On the stage in 2015, at NXT TakeOver Unstoppable in Winter Park, Florida, the main event NXT title match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn ended in a no contest. <clears throat> However, Sasha did retain Sa Sasha Banks did retain the women's title against Becky Lynch. Uh, see, on this day, a couple moments here in 2017. On this day, first off, Matt Riddle retained the WWN title against Kyle Riley in the main event of Evolve number 84 from Summit, Illinois. Also on this day, Pete Dunn defeated Tyler Bate for the WWE United Kingdom title at NXT TakeOver Chicago. This was the first title change since the championship's inception in January of that year. Bobby Roode retained the NXT title against Hideo Hitami. Asuka won a triple threat match against Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot to retain the NXT women's title. And in the main event, the Authors of Pain, Akam and Razor, 
defeated DIY, who was Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, to retain the NXT Tag Team titles. After the match, Ciampa viciously attacked Gargano, bringing to an end the beloved DIY Tag Team. On the stage in 2018 at Progress Chapter 69, Be Here Now from Manchester, England, Doug Williams won the Progress Atlas title in a four-way match against Joseph Connors, Rampage Brown, and Rob Lynch. Also, in the team of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate lost a handicap tag match to Flash Morgan, <clears throat> Jimmy Havoc, and Mark Haskins. Also, Travis Banks retained the Progress title against Jack Sexsmith. That's his last name. Also, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Mark Andrews, and Walter, who is now known as Gunther, pinned David Starr. In the main event, Jenny defeated Tony Storm for the Progress Women's title. <clears throat> On the stage in 2019, in the main event of Raw from Albany, New York, the Universal Champion Seth Rollins and WWE Champion Kofi Kingston defeated Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley in a no-disqualification tag team match. And also on this date in 2020, Broken Matt Hardy defeated Sammy Guevara in the main event of the go-home edition of Dynamite before the, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. And here, of course, are some birthdays, of course, here for today. <clears throat> First off, we want to wish a very happy, let's see here, uh, e Let's see, make sure I have this correct. Uh, yes, happy 30th birthday to Akim of the Authors of Pain. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy uh, 41st birthday to Japanese superstar Kota Ayabushi. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, <clears throat> let's see, make sure I have this correct. Yes, happy 54th birthday today to WWE Hall of Famer. Of course, one half of the New Age Outlaws, of course, part of Degeneration X, and also, of course, the host of his own uh, podcast called Oh You Didn't Know, as well as, of course, a part of the, uh, I guess you could say part of the, um, part of the, of course, executive, one of the back, uh, the, um, I guess you could say the behind the scenes executives of WWE now, the Road Dog himself, of course, otherwise known as Brian James. <coughs> So happy birthday to Akim Kota Ayabushi and the Road Dog here today. And we will repeat this again, of course, Monday, as we said, on Raw Radio. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring you your <clears throat> pop culture history and birthday, uh, your pop culture history and birthday report here, of course, for today. And we'll go ahead and point out that we will, of course, <clears throat> we will, of course, uh, present this in the same fashion that we presented every single Wednesday evening on WCWS Outside the Ropes. On this date in, <coughs> excuse me, in 1498, Portuguese explorer Vasco da Gama arrives at Calicut, India, becoming the first European to reach India by sea. On this date in 1609, Shakespeare's sonnets are first published in London, perhaps Illicitly by publisher Thomas Thorpe. On this day in 1862, President Abraham Lincoln signs into law the Homestead Act to provide cheap land for the settlement of the American West. It was by the, by the, by the year 1900, it was 80 million acres. On this day in 1864, Spotsylvania campaign in the Civil War ends after 10,920 were either killed or injured. Two moments from this date in 1927, 
At 7.40 a.m., Charles Lindbergh takes off from New York to cross the Atlantic for Paris aboard the aboard the plane known as Spirit of St. Louis in the first solo nonstop transatlantic flight. <clears throat> and also lays on the same day, the Treaty of Jeddah is signed between the United Kingdom and Iba uh, uh, Saud Said, recognizing the independence of the Kingdom of Hejaz and uh, Najid, the forerunner of Saudi Arabia. And on a state in 1990, the Hubble Space Tele Telescope sends its first photographs from space. Today in movies and television history, on this date in 1891, the first public display of Thomas Edison's prototype kinetoscope <clears throat> to the members of uh, it was to the members of the National Federation of Women's Club. Today in music history, on this date in 1983, <clears throat> the single "Every Breath You Take." Released by the by the group The Police, of course, which Sting, which of course the, the musician known as Sting was a part of, it, it held the distinction of being Billboard's Song of the Year for 1983. And today in sports history, on this date in 1900, the second modern Summer Olympics, which was the Games of the Second Olympiad, opens in Paris and continues for five months. <clears throat> On this day in 1873, Levi Strauss and Jacob Davis patented the first blue jeans with the copper rivets. <clears throat> Some birthdays to bring you here, of course, here today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Toussaint Louverture was born on this date in 1743. He would pass away in 1843. John Stuart Mill was born on this day in 1806. He would pass away in 1873. Legendary actor J James Stewart, of course, known for, you know, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. It's a Wonderful Life, among many other great movies. Was born on this date in 1908. Sadly, he would pass away in 1997. Bill Hewlett, which I'm not sure he might have son, he might be the Hewlett and Hewlett Packard. I'm not really sure, but it is spelled the same, so we'll try to find that out. He was born on this date in 1913. He would pass away in 2001. Uh, Masha Diane, who I believe was was uh, to me from looking right here at a older picture of him, I believe he was considered one of the he played one of the early uh, uh, enemies of James Bond. I'm not sure which which one that was, but I think I think it was. I'm not really sure. We'll try to check that out. <clears throat> but anyway, he was born on the state in 1915. He would pass away in 1981, and Dietrich Mateschitz, Mat Mateschitz, Mateschitz, there you go, forgive me if I mispronounce it, was born on the state in 1944, he would pass away just last year. <clears throat> uh, some other birthdays to bring you here, legendary musician Joe Cocker was born on the state in 1944, sadly he would pass away in 2014, legendary uh, actress and also musician uh, Cher, Today turns 77. Louis Thiro today turns 53. And Chris Froome. I'm not sure what he does, to be quite honest with you. I've heard of the name. But forgive me if I'm not sure who, he, who uh, what he does. But anyway, he turns 38 years old today. <clears throat> uh, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me for just one second here. Uh, we, uh, we're on the, we, uh, Sometimes, of course, get some 
<coughs> but uh, just wanted to double check that. Anyway, on this day in 1896, the six-ton chandelier of the Palais Garnet Opera House in Paris falls on the crowd, resulting in the death of only one person and the injury of many others. Some weddings, uh, <coughs> some weddings to speak of. On this date in 491 AD, new Byzantine emperor Anastasius uh, won the chorus, marries Ariande, forgive me if I mispronounce that, uh, who was the widow of previous emperor Zeno and daughter of Leo I. On the day in 1756, Prime Minister of Great Britain, Frederick North, who was 24 at the time, marries heiress Anne Speck. And on the state in 1968, uh, Pete Townsend, of course, a guitarist and a songwriter for the group The Who, who was 23 at the time, would marry Karen Ashley in England. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Some passings, of course, here in, in history. On the state, um, I say Christopher Columbus passed away on the state in 1506. Marquis de Lafayette passed away on the state in 1834. Stephen J. Gould passed away on the state in 2002. Uh, one mem member of the legendary group, the Bee Gees, Robin Gibb, passed away on the state in 2012. Legendary football great Billy Cannon passed away on the state in 2018. And Nikki Lauda passed away on this date in 2019. And <clears throat> on this date in 1956, <clears throat> uh, <coughs> I'm not sure if this was, of course, talking about the actress that played this character or the character itself. But if you remember, of course, the the um, the musical My Fair Lady, it was a day to remember that, uh, for Eliza Doolittle, who was, of course, the My Fair Lady of the Stage and Film Musical that won and broke hearts. <clears throat> now, it was on this date in 1956. Now, the actress that played her, obviously, I believe, was the legendary uh, Audrey Hepburn. I'm not sure if that's who they're talking about or if they're just talking about that character, but we'll find that out as well. Some movies and television history and birthdays here, of course. <coughs> uh here tonight, uh, on this day in 1891, the first, as we said, the first public display of Thomas Edison's prototype kinetoscope was presented to the members of the National Federation of Women's Club. On this day in 1895, the first commercial movie performance, which took place at 153 Broadway in New York City. On this day in 1926, Thomas Edison says Americans prefer silent movies over talkies. On this day in 1960, the 13th Annual Cannes Film Festival as the film The Sweet Life, directed by Federico Fellini, would win the Palme d'Or. <clears throat> On a stage in 1966, the 19th Annual Cannes Film Festival, <coughs> a man and a woman, directed by Claude Leduc, and The Birds, the Bees, and the Italians, directed by Pietro Germi, was jointly awarded the Grand Prix du Festival International du Film. On a stage in 1967, the BBC bans the Beatles' song A Day in the Life because of drug references, apparently, in the song. On a stage in 1970, the Beatles' Let It Be documentary film, directed by Michael Lindsay Hogg, premieres at the Liverpool Gaumont Cinema and the London Pavilion. None 
no, no, no one from the group actually attended these events. And on this day, 1973, the 25th Annual Emmy Awards, as the, the TV shows The Waltons and All in the Family, as well as actress Mary Tyler Moore, would win at this event. Some birthdays, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> uh, to, like Jimmy Stewart was born on the state in 1908. He would pass away in 1997. Uh, Cher today turns 77. And Louis Theroux today turns 53. Some one passing, of course, as we said here, of course, here earlier, uh, of course, uh, Hall of Fame wrestler, of course, the Macho Man Randy Savage would pass away on this date in 2011. <clears throat> Some weddings, of course, right here <clears throat> on two, two right here in 1995. First off, Holly Hunter, of course, who's been, of course, in so many great movies, including the movie Broadcast News. She was 37 at the time would marry cinematographer Janusz Kaminski, who was 35 at the time. Also on the same day, Don Henley of the Eagles, who was 47 at the time, would marry model Sharon Summerall, who was 33 at the time in Malibu. Two right here from the on the same day in the year 2000. First off, actress Mary Stuart Masterson from the movie Benny and June, among many other movies, who was 33 at the time, would marry director Damon Santo Stefano. <clears throat> and also the same day, Scott Weiland, the front man for Stone Temple Pilots, who was 32 at the time, would marry model Mary Forsberg, who was 25 at the time. And on this date, <coughs> in 2006, Dwayne Dog Chapman, from the from best known for, of course, Dog the Bounty Hunter, who was 53 at the time, would marry Beth Smith at the Hilton, Waikoloa Village in Hawaii, and I believe he did lose, sadly, that he did lose uh, his wife here not too long ago, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> now, of course, your music history and birthdays, of course, right here. Excuse me there, folks. <clears throat> On a state in 1896, the six-ton Six-ton chandelier of the Palais Garnet Opera House in Paris falls on the crowd, resulting in the death of one and the injury of many others. On this date in 1961, Henae's opera Elegy for Young Lovers would premiere in Schweitzingen. I'm assuming this, I believe it might be in Germany or Austria somewhere, I believe. I'm not really sure, but we'll find out. Uh, two moments here from 1972. The musical Different Times would close at Antitheater in New York City after only 24 performances, and Hard Job Being God would close at Edison Theater in New York City after only six performances. On a state in 1973, Two Gentlemen of Verona would close at St. James Theater in New York City after 613 performances. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. On a state in 19, two moments from this day in 1979, First off, I Love My Wife would close at the Barrymore Theater in New York City after 864 performances. And also, Elton John is actually the first Western pop star to tour the USSR. And on a state in 1990, drummer Peter Chris would quit the legendary rock band Kiss. Some birthdays in the world of music, as we said. Joe Cocker was born on this date in 1944. He would pass away in 2014. And like I said, Cher today turned 77. Uh, two passings right here. Clara Schumann, 
but passed away on this day in 1896. And Robin Gibb, I believe, of the legendary Bee Gees, was passed away on this date in 2012. Some weddings, as we said, <clears throat> uh, we did say 1968, Pete Townsend of The Who would marry Karen Astley in England. 1995, Don Henley of the Eagles would marry Sharon Summerall in Malibu, of course, California. In the year 2000, Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots would marry Mary Forsberg. And on this date, 2011, actor Doug Hutchinson, who was 51 at the time, would marry country singer <clears throat> Courtney Stodden, who was, if I'm looking at this right, 16 years old at the time. So about about 35 years younger than, than Mr. Hutchinson, but they would get married in Las Vegas. So, <clears throat> and again, ladies and gentlemen, I'll say 1956, this was a day to remember for Eliza Doolittle, the My Fair Lady of the Stage and Film musical that won and broke hearts. So we're assuming they're talking about the character, but I'm not really sure. Um, but we are still going to try to find that out if whether, if, uh, if, if, uh, if, uh, if uh, the legendary Audrey Hepburn, of course, played into this or not, but it could have been just talking about the character itself from the musical. <coughs> On a state in, like I said, in sports history, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and give you some of those. On a state in 17, 1734, the first jockey club was formed in South Carolina. 1879, the fifth Kentucky Derby as Charlie Shower aboard the horse Lord Murphy would win in 237. I want to say in 1897, the British Open men's golf from the Royal Liverpool Golf Course. English amateur Harold Hilton would win in would win second open title by one stroke from Scott from from Scotland's James Braid. On a state in 1900, the second modern Summer Olympics, which was the Games of the Second Olympiad, would open in Paris and continue for five months. On the state in 1913, the 38th annual Preakness, as James Butwell aboard the horse B Buskin, Buskin, forgive me if I mispronounce that, would win in 153.4. On the state in 1920, policemen raid the, the Chicago Club's bleachers and arrest 24 fans for gambling. On the state in 1922, Babe Ruth and Bob Usel, previously suspended by Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis, return to the New York Yankees lineup and go hitless. And on the state in 1930, the University of California dedicates $1,500 to research on prevention and cure of athlete's foot. Very interesting. Okay. Some birthdays in the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Froome, I believe so. I believe he is an athlete, but I'm not sure in what sport. Anyway, he does turn 38 years old today. But two passings right here. Football great Billy Cannon passed away on this date in 2018, and Nikki Lauda passed away on this date in 2019. And, <clears throat> and one wedding to speak of, ladies and gentlemen, on this day in 2006, race car driver Jacques Villanueva, who was 35 at the time, would marry Johanna Martinez at a civil ceremony in Switzerland. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all we've got there. For today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, myself and the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, will be repeating <clears throat> today's as well as tomorrow's 
uh, wrestling and pop culture history and, and birthdays, uh, uh, as well as, of course, bring you Monday's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. <clears throat> uh, Monday afternoon, of course, on WCWS Raw Radio uh, around the 3 o'clock hour, so be sure to listen in on that. But also continue to check out Fan Empire, Entertainment Cavalcade, and Sports Roundup throughout the weekend, as well as, of course, during the week. From, of course, our continued <coughs> postings uh, on those pages, concert, uh, courtesy of the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. 6.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 361 of WCWS Power Hour, 1605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-364-POUND. Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, of course, here uh, back with you. As of course now, uh, as now of course here, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> as now, ladies and gentlemen, of course we will recap about some of the things that did take place, of course, this past week here in the radio network, of course, as we were, of course, coming off, uh, of course, a big weekend, of course, uh, which included this past Sunday, which included, of course, uh, uh, the. Uh, which included, of course, the mother, mother, Mother's Day weekend. And every, which, of course, I hope that, I hope all the mothers did have, of course, a pleasant Mother's Day, and and they got to spend that time of quality time, of course, with those those, of course, that helped to, of course, raise us to the people that we are today, and to pay tribute to them, of course. <coughs> For everything today that that they did, of course, that made a difference in all of our lives. Indeed, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of the one one highlight one wrestling highlight I will come up with. I will mention here, of course, was the fact that obviously <coughs> was that uh, this past Monday night, of course, Raw was in my neck of the woods in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, per my per my report, per our report of the. Opinions, of course, of uh, <clears throat> of our, of course, two members of our panel, which included the Iceman, Jared D. Geralimo, and also the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of moments from this past Monday's episode of Raw that did not really turn out the way it should have. They really kind of made, uh, from whatever, from whatever, from what everything, from what I heard from. Of course, JD and, and Justin, that they kind of made this show almost look like a complete joke. Uh, <clears throat> nevertheless, here, um, several moments that I have looked at personally, of course, since uh, since that time, <coughs> was obviously the fact that Cody Rhodes obviously got an opportunity to, of course, talk to the talk to the fans, of course, in Greensboro, of course, acknowledging the fact that, of course, this was one city, of course, that really had it really did of course make a difference in the history of course of, of professional wrestling of course with obviously of course it was a very it was a very it was the original home of course of the uh star k pay-per-view which was part of both the nwa and wcw of course for so many years but uh but of course uh but we were we were very i was very of course very touched, of course, with that, <laughs> and and very thankful that at least somebody did did acknowledge did acknowledge, of course, the uh, 
the impact, of course, that Greensboro had made on the wrestling world. And, of course, it was probably the first time in quite some time that a member of the Rhodes family was back in, <clears throat> was back, of course, in Greensboro, North Carolina. <clears throat> Obviously, of course, the whole situation going on right now, <coughs> going on right now, of course, with Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, obviously is not over with and of course it's going to end up continuing a week from tonight at the week we, we from today at the night of champions pay-per-view in saudi arabia uh, along with of course some other great matches of course as well <clears throat> but nevertheless raw was not really what it was called up to be and of course we i have as i've often mentioned here on numerous occasions some of our guys here have heard me say this on numerous occasions that of course that you know, it will be definitely be worth it if WWE does at some point consider bringing a actual pay-per-view back to Greensboro. Of course, since of course it has been at least now 22, almost 22 years since <clears throat> since the WWE actually hosted a big-time pay-per-view in Greensboro. And, of course, as you remember, it was the Survivor Series 2001, which was, of course, right there at the tail end of their infamous storyline involving the uh, invasion angle between the WWF <clears throat> and the what they call the Alliance, which was, of course, WCW and ECW. Uh, and, that was a, and, of course, that was actually one of the big pay-per-views that WWE, of course, at the time, it was still known as WWF. But still, I mean, they have not brought back a big-time pay-per-view like that since 2001. And, of course, here at some point here, um, that sooner or later here, the WWE or one of these other big-time companies are going to have to really pretty much acknowledge that and bring back something big to that historic Coliseum, of course, here as well. and so Vince and Triple H are going to have to start waking up here and start realizing the potential, of course, that Greensboro does have <coughs> for being able to host a big-time event. And even if we don't get a chance be, be lucky enough to be one of those cities that gets to host the granddaddy of the malls, they've always called it WrestleMania. I mean, we would love to host a Royal Rumble. We would love to host a SummerSlam. We would love to host a, another Survivor Series. Heck, we would love to. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we. I mean, like I said, I mean, regardless of regardless of whichever whichever one it is, I mean, even of course, even if it was one of the smaller pay per views or something like that. <coughs> I mean, we did. We were fortunate enough to have a King of the Ring, but that was a long time ago. We did have one called Unforgiven, which of course was the site of the very first Inferno match which, of course, Greensboro does have that little small claim to fame. <clears throat> but, but, of course, like I said, you know, WWE is not pretty much, I don't know if it's because of the fact that Vince McMahon did not really, you know, <coughs> was, the first man, was the first one to get his foot in the door, of course, here in Greensboro and kind of said, you know, that's part of his territory and all that stuff. I don't know if he has some sort of grudge against the city or what. But like I said, that would, you know, we've often heard about them talking about bringing, you know, WrestleMania to a lot of these big time cities because we've heard Nashville, we've heard in Minnesota, we've heard Philadelphia and all. And now don't get me wrong, they're great cities. But like I said here before about how it could, 
impact, of course, the city's income and uh, economy and everything. You know, that would be a real big plus to Greensboro if they were able to bring something of that nature, of course, to the event. And no, no telling how many people would be, of course, in <clears throat> would be willing to come all the way to, of course, one of the meccas of professional wrestling in order to, of course, uh, in order to, of course, enjoy it. So, so ladies and gentlemen, nevertheless, nevertheless, that sooner or later is just going to have to go down. And I'm sorry if I got a little bit off track there. But obviously, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> with, of course, several pay-per-views, of course, popping up, as we said, not a champions coming up next weekend. And obviously, of course, a week from tomorrow, of course, obviously, you'll have two, one of which, of course, will be the NXT pay-per-view battleground. And, of course, it's coming Tuesday. We'll, there will be one match that, that will be, of course, one match officially decided. And that will be, of course, to determine who will, who will compete against one, who will face off for the NXT Women's Championship. Of course, there are two matches, of course, left in that tournament. Of course, as you know, Indy Hartwell had to relinquish that belt after being drafted up to the main roster. <coughs> so it could come down to, of course, four people. It could be Cora Jade. It could be Lyra Vakiria. And, and that matchup, or, of course, the other matchup, it could be either T Tiffany Stratton or Roxanne Perez. So either way, of course, it's going to be a really big-time, unique matchup here, of course, indeed. And we have some great ones, of course, on the card for Battleground. <clears throat> also, of course, AEW is not as, as, of course, one not to be denied, as obviously, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> as, of course, they had a great, some great, uh, great uh, <coughs> action, action, of course, on both Dynamite and Rampage this week, of course, especially with Dynamite with the big time, of course, uh, uh, kind of false count anywhere match between Chris Jericho and Roderick Strong. Of course, obviously, Adam Cole and members of the Jericho Appreciation Society could not get involved. <coughs> but this was, of course, obviously the loophole. The, the, the thing about it was it was obviously um, – it could they they couldn't get involved while they were in the building, but apparently Adam, but apparently Roderick Strong and Adam Cole kind of worked out a little something to where I think Strong got Jericho outside, and all of a sudden Adam Cole was able to kind of assist Roderick Strong in <coughs> taking care of Jericho, and in the long run, of course, Roderick Strong pulled that win off here, of course, as well, which is of course a very big time contest, of course, as well. Right now, at, at this point, of course, a minor setback here, of course, a minor injury to AEW Women's Champion um, Jamie Hayter, of course. Uh, they had to, of course, change up, of course, the women's six-man, six, this, this, the six women, the six uh, ladies tag, of course. It was supposed to have been, of course, Hikaru Shida, Britt Baker, and Jamie Hayter versus all three members of the Outcast. It was Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Riot. But now, of course, but of course, with Jamie Hayter, of course, having to be having to <coughs> having to be taken out of that match due to, of course, whatever this injury was, uh, that it turned out to be, of course, a match with uh, Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida teaming up with each other versus Tony Storm and Ruby Riot, and I think Baker and Shida actually won that match. 
<coughs> excuse me. Plus, we also we saw the situation, of course, obviously, with uh, MGF looking a little bit distraught here, of course, um, after, of course, being asked about uh, his upcoming match at Double or Nothing between uh, for his AEW world title, of course, himself versus Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, and Darby Allen, uh, <clears throat> which, of course, all be a very good one. Also, of course, another Anarchy in the Arena match, of course, was made uh, between uh, members of the Blackpool Combat Club and also the Elite, which, of course, the, the Combat Club, of course, consists of Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and Claudio Casagnoli. <coughs> taking on the Elite, who, of course, is Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Adam Page, which ought to be, of course, a big-time matchup here indeed. Also, a Casino Battle Royal is set to take place to determine the number one contender for uh, Orange Cassidy's AEW International title. Uh, we had, we do, still do not know who, of course, is going to be a part of that Battle Royal here, folks. But, of course, it all we all hear, of course, some announcements as to who some of those guys will be. But we will, of course, bring some of that up here, of course, this coming week. <clears throat> but, nevertheless, here, of course, some, and, of course, some of the action, of course, did follow through, of course, to last night's edition of Rampage, of course, an early edition of Rampage, and also, <coughs> which was, of course, very unique in itself. As we also did hear that Jade Cargill will defend, of course, the TBS title against Taya Valkyrie, which of course was very, which was, of course was very unique, of course, as well. <coughs> That's a whole lot more, folks. So we will, we will, we will, of course, be keeping our eye on everything going on there in both WWE and AEW. <coughs> also, of course, here, folks. We did hear about the NWA, of course, their event coming up called the Crockett Cup. We did, of course, find that out that it is a two-night event and it is going to be the first weekend in June. And, of course, on top of that, of course, talking about, of course, North Carolina getting, once again, another bit of recognition in the wrestling world, which, of course, I'm happy to say. Of course, the NWA, of course, definitely, you know, is one of those that definitely does acknowledge it. That the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds, of course, is going to be the home of the Crockett Cup coming up here the first weekend of June. A lot of the matches have been set for that. But we'll keep you apprised if there are any changes there. <clears throat> so there's going to be a lot of action, of course, coming up here. Uh, coming up here, of course, here starting the end of this coming week all the way to, of course, uh, the first weekend of June with, of course, uh, contributions made by, by Impact. Uh, of course, two of them, obviously, by WWE. Also, of course, one by AEW. And, as we said, one from the NWA. So, with that being said, of course, yeah, I did make the announcement earlier. And, of course, I did, I, I mean, especially last, officially last night. And, of course, I was reminded by the Iceman, of course, as well, about about uh, the Night of Champions event coming up here uh, a week from tonight. <clears throat> that officially, ladies and gentlemen that there are going to be five events, of course, between between Memorial Day weekend and the first weekend of June. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to, of course, officially have, we are, we are going to officially have a big, big, uh, as I called it, a fiery five-way 
prediction title challenge, which will include, of course, Impact's Under Siege event, <clears throat> as well as, as well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, NXT Battleground and also AEW Double or Nothing. <coughs> oh, also, WWE, I'm sorry, it would be, of course, in this order. Uh, of course, it's coming fr- the Friday before Memorial Day, of course, which will be the 26th. Impact will have the Under Siege event. Uh, Saturday will be WWE's Night of Champions. Also, of course, uh, on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, NXT Battleground and AEW's Double or Nothing will take place. And like we said, the first weekend of June, which I think is the June 3rd and 4th, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> will be the NWA's Crockett Cup event as well. So we're going to include all that, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be a lot of great action here, of course. Everybody will get the opportunity to vote on who they believe, of course, will win the match. And, of course, keep in mind, the most points will win, of course, the challenge. But everyone that does take part, that does vote, regardless of how you do, will, of course, have the opportunities here, as always, to compete, of course, for many of our Trivia Championship Series matches here in WCWS. And, of course, it may be some belts that are, that are already in existence. Or, of course, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> or, of course, ladies and gentlemen, some new belts. You never know what we'll have. But we will definitely and most certainly, of course, here, keep you informed about that. As I will, of course, between this weekend and Monday, we'll start, of course, prepping our prediction title challenge, of course, with the with the uh, <clears throat> with, of course, like I said, posting those matches, starting with impacts under siege and then, of course, <clears throat> going to Night of Champions. And like we said, Battleground and also Double or Nothing. And then, of course, the Crockett Cup. So so like I said, there'll be, I'm not sure how many matches we'll have total between each event. But they're all, nevertheless, are going to be unique ones, of course, in itself. So we can't wait to, of course, see what will take place. <clears throat> but uh, also, of course, one of the high, another highlight, I will point out one more thing before we get to our some of our wrestling news here. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that, of course, uh, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh, yes, of course. Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we did have the matchup here, of course, uh, pitting uh, Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar, the LWO, versus the Usos. Of course, apparently, they are still members of the bloodline. Uh, and apparently, they're trying to prove to, obviously, of course, the tribal dork, Roman Reigns. Um, that they still belong, they're still going to kiss his hind in, I guess, all, all that stuff. But of course, despite the interference from the current tag team champions, KO and Sami Zayn, obviously, of course, the LWO did pick up the win here as well. And I'm pretty certain that Roman's not going to be too happy with them. And I'm pretty certain we're probably going to hear some backlash, backlash, of course, from uh, between Roman and the Usos here within the next week. So. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and point out <clears throat> that we did have, of course, two big things going on here as far as WCWS was concerned. <coughs> First off, we did have, of course, one Trivia Championship Series title match, and that was the Falls Count Anywhere match for the Impact US Rebellion Championship as the King Club's Mint Patel was defending, has been defending the title all this past week. 
versus, of course, the former champion, the uh, godfather of soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, now, when we, of course, officially checked it on Revolution last night, uh, that match <clears throat> was officially tied. And, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we did say that we were going to keep the match going until, of course, somehow that match, that, until somehow someone broke the tie. <clears throat> and we did, of course, point out, I did, did point out that if, say, by the time Raw Radio hit the air Monday, if, in fact, that if that tie did not get broken, then, then we would have to declare it a draw, and and Mitt would be would retain the championship. So right now, like I said, Justin has been, of course, doing his very best to wrap, to to throw it out there. Of course, just like you know, someone running for public office trying to get votes, he has been, of course, post he has posted, of course, on our trivia championship series down the Golden Path Facebook page, saying <clears throat> asking, of course, for votes. And we're going to, like I said, we try to refresh this as best as we possibly can. But we want to make sure that we give you the most accurate information, of course, here as best as we possibly can. Because a lot of times we have to refresh a lot of these pages on Facebook if they stay, <coughs> if they stay in the same spot. Um, like I said, if you post it, if you keep it up, keep a page on, say like. You have it on, of course, from the night before, and it's still there, and then look like anything had changed. You definitely want to refresh it just to make sure that, you know, there was nothing added on to your knowledge. Now, right now, as of right now, ladies and gentlemen, it seems that right now that there has not been any movement, of course, here in this as well. <clears throat> uh So, ladies and gentlemen, we are to kind of also kind of help out here, ladies and gentlemen. We are, of course, mentioning to those as well. For those who, of course, happen to notice a comment that was just made here, you know, <clears throat> mentioning here that we do need, of course, a someone to, of course, officially break the tie here in this match. So we hope to get some sort of notification about this. And like I said, if we have anything before we leave the air tonight, I will let you know if we have anything, of course, going in towards uh, WCWS this morning. Tomorrow morning, I will let you know. <clears throat> and, of course, if, if it's after, of course, WCWS this morning goes off the air tomorrow morning, then, of course, on Sunday, I will, I mean, on Monday on Raw Radio, I will officially make that announcement. Now, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> One other, I will also, of course, point out here that th that we did, of course, over, during this past week, we did lose, of course, two icons here in the world of sports. Number one, of course, in the world of wrestling, we lost the legendary WWE Hall of Famer superstar Billy Graham, who had been, of course, in poor health for quite some time, and of course, we've been we've been praying very hard for for him to make a very speedy recovery, and, and the man. Was very was very close to of course to reaching 80 years old, 
Uh, sadly, I think it was on Tuesday, I believe, we did lose the legendary superstar Billy Graham. Of course, <clears throat> our thoughts and prayers, of course, have continued to be with his family, friends, and many, many fans over the years. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we did here last night, legendary football great as well as a civil rights activist and, of course, also an actor as well, uh, Jim Brown, sadly, passed away, of course, here as well. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family, friends, and many fans as well <clears throat> on his passing last night. Now, also, uh, speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, we did have, of course... We did, we did have, of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, <clears throat> a, we started the quarterfinals of our, of what, what I refer to as the Heavenly King of the Ring tournament, <clears throat> which of course uh, there, there is an opportunity for someone or, or, or several people to earn an opportunity at possibly one or more than one WCWS Trivia Championship Series belt. Uh, and this is just something um, just for this for just to do for fun, but we decided to kind of up the stakes a little bit so that way that might kind of pose a little bit of interest, uh, for those who wish to, of course, take part. And of course, those who actually vote for who, who wins the overall, who, of course, has made it through the quarterfinals, semifinals, and even, of course, in the final match and all, those who were correct in their predictions for all this will, of course. This is being done kind of in the same similar fashion to our prediction title challenges. They're voting on them in, in the same fashion. So, but anyway, let me let you know about who will be in the semifinals here. Of course, last I won't say who defeated who, but um, I will let you know. Of course, the first semifinal match in this starting next week will be Lance Cade taking on Bruiser Brody. In the second one, ladies and gentlemen, it'll be Roddy Roddy Piper taking on Hardcore Icon New Jack. The next one will be the would be will be Road Warrior Hawk taking on Brian Pillman, which will be a very good one. The next one will be Bam Bam Terry Gordy taking on Eddie Guerrero, which will be a very good one there as well. The next one, Balls Mahoney, will take on Ravishing Rick Rude. The next one here as well will be Road Warrior Animal taking on Owen Hart, and the last one, ladies and gentlemen, will be Mister Perfect. Taking on the living legend himself, Bruno San Martino. So it ought to be, of course. <clears throat> so, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just, just of course, if you've watched watched these men, of course, in actual matches, you know if that kind of helps you kind of make a determination here, um, based upon, of course, what you've seen them do in the ring over the years. You know, however you wish to, of course, proceed with it, to vote on it, you may. Do it any way you wish. Uh, <clears throat> but nevertheless, I will be posting those here as well sometime either tonight or tomorrow, the semifinals of the Heavenly King of the Ring Tournament, which, of course, will be some very big-time matchups here, of course, indeed. <clears throat> and now, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, let's go ahead and go to our friend's at 411mania.com to see if we have any uh, wrestling news that has come in, of course, here overnight. Uh, as always, keep in mind the radio network thanks our friends at 411mania <coughs> for allowing us to 
read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on Power Hour, also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, <clears throat> as well as WCWS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. Keep in mind, <coughs> um, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that we are still working on getting a lot more of our shows Go, more of our shows going on here this year in 2023. And most certainly, ladies and gentlemen, 411 Mania will definitely be utilized once we get some of those um, once we get some of those episodes going. Uh, okay, let's see what we <coughs> Okay, first off, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, our first uh, story right here. Joseph Lee posted this here today as we have the results of today's stardom event. Uh, stars taking on, of course, Donna Del Mundo um, as, as part of that action. Of course, I'm going to go and let you know about all that. Stardom held their latest event, of course, this morning with Stars versus Donna Del Mundo in an eight-woman tag team main event. It was also noted that Mirai was injured and will miss this weekend's shows. Here are the results courtesy of FIFA. Queen's Quest, who is AZM and Lady C, defeated the team of Hanako and Aya Sakura. Kaguma and Mariah May versus Mar Mariah May ended in a double countout. Zuzu Suzuki and May Sierra defeated Starlight Kid and Saki Kashima. Aphrodite, who is Utami Hashishida and Saya Kamatani, defeated the team of Waka, Sukiyama, and Zena. Odo Tai, who was Momo Watanabe, Nasuko Tora, and Ruaka defeat the team of Melter, who was Tam Nakano and Natsupoi. <clears throat> and also, uh, of course, was, I, even though they're not, she, this person is not a part of the Melter team, she was, of course, teaming up with them, and that was Yuna Mitsumori. God's Eye, who was Siri and Amy Sarai, defeated Club Venus, who was Mina Shirakawa and Jesse, and also Donna, Donna Del Mondo, who was Julia, Maika, Mai Sakurai, and Thekla, defeated Stars, who was Mayu Awatani, Hazuki, Hanan, and Saya Adia. So the Japanese, so a lot of very talented female competitors in... <clears throat> Uh, the Japan and of course in the Jap in Japanese wrestling as well. Two more stories, of course, came up uh, just now popped up here. First off, courtesy of Joseph Lee, as the uh, House of Glory beware the fury results as Matt Cardona defeated Jacob Fatu. House of Glory held their event beware the fury last night at New York City Arena, NYC Arena in New York City. Here are the results, courtesy of Fifle. Nolo Kitano with the uh, Anunnakis would defeat Jody Aura. There you go. Blackman with Kiki Van Gogh and Michael Fane would defeat Evander James. Cashflow Inc., who was Encore and Ken, Ken Broadway, would defeat the Brick City Boys, who was Julio Cruz and Victor Chase. The Hog Crown Jewel Championship, Charles Mason, Retained over Jake something. The Hall Cruiserweight title, a gauntlet match. Joey Silver defeated the, ch the, the champion going in, 
Mighty Monte and Alec Price and Ben Rutan and Ikiban and Nolo Kitano and Raim Royale to win the championship. And this is how it happened. Mighty Monte eliminates <coughs> Alec Price. He also eliminated Raheem Royal. He also eliminated Ikiban. He also defeated Ben Rutan. Nolo Kitano eliminates Mighty Monte. And <coughs> Joey Silver eliminates Nolo Kitano to win, of course, the, the House of Glory Cruiserweight title. The House of Glory women's title as the Ultraviolet would retain over Miyu Yamashita. The main event, who was Jay Lyon and Midas Black, defeated the Motor City Machine Guns, uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. And the House of Glory heavyweight title was Matt Cardona, who had Steph DeLander in his corner, would defeat Jacob Fatu to officially, uh, of course, dethrone Jacob Fatu and become the new House of Glory heavyweight champion. So another piece of gold, of course, earned by Matt Cardona. is not doing too well since he's been away from WWE, in my personal opinion. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Teal Piper on talks about her father would react to her becoming a wrestler. During an interview with Busted Open Radio via Wrestling Inc., Teal Piper spoke about how her father might react to her becoming a wrestler. Piper, the daughter of Rowdy Roddy Piper, has been an active wrestler since 2019. Teal said that her father would have been terrified at first and probably would have tried to talk me out of it, but always wanted that Piper legacy to carry on, so he would have ended up supportive. She did add, when I first decided to get into professional wrestling, my first thought was, there's going to be a lot of doors that open naturally just because of my dad, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't disrespecting my father. He would want me to learn the ropes and go, to go out there and experience the independent scene because he had so much respect for wrestlers that built their way up, and I felt that it would be dishonoring him in a way just to skip that process. I think that he would be very happy to see that I am taking it seriously and that I'm putting in the work and I'm trying to honor his body of work as well as create my own thing. And from what I've been hearing, I think her real name is Ariel Toombs, but I do believe from what I've been hearing, she has been doing, of course, quite well on the independent scene. And I do think the rowdy one would definitely be proud of his daughter, most, most certainly, indeed. <clears throat> Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Shayna Basil talks about how Nia Jax helped her in her WWE career. In an interview with Ring the Bell via Fightful, Shayna Baszler spoke about how Nia Jax helped her in her WWE career, particularly when she was new to the main roster. Baszler says, I had a lot of fun teaming up with Nia. She really helped me out when I didn't know anyone. I just had just come up here. We decided to team up, and she actually really helped me out a lot behind the scenes, too. By knowing the ropes, as they say, I enjoyed it because I did get to show a different side of me that I didn't, didn't get to really show in NXT. <clears throat> so, and Shane Baser has been doing quite a, a very good job, very interesting job here, of course, currently right now teaming up with uh, Ronda Rousey. Of course, all that going on here that was possibly supposed to involve the Women's Tag Team Championship. But, of course, obviously, um, there's been a whole lot of things, uh, situations here with that, and hopefully we'll get some clear, with some more 
clarification to see what they're going to do about that here very soon. Our next story, of course, right here. <clears throat> Joseph Lee posted this story tonight. As Will Osprey has nothing but respect for Hiroshi Tanahashi and hypes up their match at New Japan's resurgence. In an interview with Fightful, Will Osprey spoke about his match with Hiroshi Tanahashi at New Japan's resurgence tomorrow night. The two are part of a tournament to decide a number one contender to the IWGP United States Championship, which is currently being held by Kenny Omega. Here, of course, are some highlights. On his match <clears throat> with Tanahashi, Osprey says, once again, business as usual. There's nothing but respect for the guy. This house that I live in is mainly because of the work he done with New Japan when they were about to file for bankruptcy. The company put all of their weight on his shoulders, and he swam with it, carved a mountain with it. He's done incredible things, so I do have the utmost respect for him. I remember when I faced him last, I only wrestled him once. I was in the G1. I was able to score the win. I remember going head-to-head -head with him, and I always loved his saying his attack for the next generation. Remember saying, I think the words were, you can lay down your sword. I'll take the load now. I think he took it as a little bit of, hey, you think I'm retiring? Slow it down. I'm not. I can imagine in his eyes. Maybe I dropped the ball at times when I needed to carry the company. Maybe he's got some type of heat towards me. I don't know. I don't talk to him ever. I'm just letting him know how the respect is there. But this is business. This is bigger than Tanahashi. This is about regaining pride. On respecting the ace of New Japan, Osprey says, it's because in the G1, I already knew I was on the outside. I just wanted to beat him back then. I wanted to show I was still on his level. Surpassing him was amazing. <clears throat> this time, it's a lot bigger. I can imagine it's bigger to him, but it's a lot bigger to me because you're talking about the Kenny match. To be honest, I got my butt handed to me, man. It's embarrassing. I meant to be a guy representing the company. I'm not going to say what legend it was, but I'm walking past. I'm walking down, walking past down the hallway. He grabbed my arm and said, "Hey, make you remember what New Japan's all about." It put a fire under my belly. I was like, "Yeah, mf'er, let's go." Then to get 20 minutes in, in, and then my body wasn't working. He added, "There were moments where I was coming back, and but it wasn't there. I knew halfway in that match that I had lost." I just didn't want to go down, so I kept fighting. This is for me. This for me is about regaining my pride, man. I felt awful after Wrestle Kingdom. I, I felt like I let down everybody, my boys in the United Empire, all the New Japan fans that allowed this guy who abandoned ship to come back and steal my property. On wanting to win the tournament, Osprey says, as much as I respect Tanahashi, he's got to be put to the side after resurgence. After that, you, you've got Lance Archer. He's the biggest biggest one I've ever seen in my entire life. The obvious course is there. I'm not gonna be it's not gonna be an easy day at the office by either standard, but it's gotta be done. For my sake, for New Japan's sake, it's got to be done. So we can't wait to see, of course, who will get that opportunity to face Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States title. Another story just now coming in, ladies and gentlemen. Joseph Lee posted this story as um, as we have the results from back on the May 18th um, show from First Wrestling as Darius Martin battles Brian Keith. First Wrestling held a live event this past Thursday at the James Ballantyne VFW in Minneapolis. Here are the results courtesy of Cobalt Orpheus. Uptown VFW Championship is Devon... Devin Monroe 
would defeat would retain over Jordan Oliver. Frontman Josh C would defeat Shane Black, Riley Jackson, and Atomic Super Thunderfrog. Yes, that's his name. Hyan would defeat Free Range Kara. The Wrestlepalooza Championship as Darren Corbin would retain over Brandon Gore. Rainy D would defeat Connor Hopkins, Funky Fox, and Just Jordan. Badger Briggs would defeat uh, Edith Surreal. And Darius Martin would defeat Brian Keith. Of course, there were several tweets. <coughs> there were several tweets made. Of course, one from uh, First Wrestling itself. Their tweet, their handle is at first, which is actually they spelled it F with the number one R S T, then wrestling. And then, of course, several I think from several fans. One of them is at Holdenford H O L D I N F E R D, and also uh, John Maddening. At J O H N M A D D E N I N G. You can check out some of those tweets, of course, talking about this particular show. Our next story, of course, right here is we got this. A lot of them are still continuing to come in, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. <sighs> Excuse me. As Nick Khan. <laughs> Excuse me. As Nick Khan talks about how WWE was able to work with both Bad Bunny and Logan Paul. Wrestling fans have been surprised by how quickly Logan Paul and Bad Bunny were able to acclimate themselves to pro wrestling. Both have received praise for their work with some, some ranking them at the top of celebrities who became wrestlers. During Moffat Nathanson's inaugural technology media and telecom conference call via FIFA. The WWE president Nick Khan commented on how the company was able to land land the two uh, celebrities. He said it started during the pandemic. There was a New York Times Sunday magazine cover with Bad Bunny on it. I didn't know Bad Bunny's music that well at the time. This was pre-vaccine, of course, pan pandemic. So October 2020. Read the article, and a young lady who works with us said, "I don't know if you know, but Bad Bunny is a huge wrestling fan." Showed me his Instagram feed. Triple H, when he was active, did this water routine with his entrance. Bad Bunny did it at a Miami Heat game. He's a huge fan. We sat there on Bat, on Bad Bunny and this guy, who is not yet the number one artist, but certainly seen, but certainly seemed on a path to that. He was not touring. He was sitting at home like all the rest of us. We reached out to him. What do you think of this? Yeah, I'd love to do it. He came in, and behold, our Spanish viewership on the show. He was on spiked by 30 or 40 percent. Obviously, the, the relevancy factor mattered. He wanted to do more and more. We also replicated that in a different demographic category with Logan Paul, who we were getting pitched on internally by our entertainment relations folks. Logan Paul is going to be the next big thing. He came in and took it and, and took this seriously, as did Bad Bunny. It registered. It mattered. Our young audience spiked. Our bread and butter are now full-time superstars, but to be able to bring in Bad Bunny and Logan Paul and Pat McAfee at different points, it just it just increases awareness, which is good for us. So it was, of course, very unique, ladies and gentlemen, indeed. But you have to admit, though, Logan Paul, of course, and Bad Bunny have shown tremendous, of course, uh, Acclimate, um, has shown tremendous um, 
skills, of course, here since, of course, uh, getting away from their normal routines of, of course, Bad Bunny as a musician and also Logan Paul as a podcast host and a YouTuber and all to, of course, becoming, um, to becoming, of course, I guess you could say maybe um, to becoming, of course, uh, possible, possible professional wrestlers. But we'll see how that path will go. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as AEW Collision is likely to have an aesthetic similar to WCW Nitro. In the last Wrestling Observer newsletter, it was known that the logo design may not be the only way AEW Collision will be similar to WCW Monday Nitro. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, the show will have, the, will have aspects that serve as a tribute to its TNT predecessor. There's no word on what that means, although it may be, it may simply be tied to the new show's aesthetic. Collision will premiere on TNT on June 17th. This lo- the location will be named on this Wednesday's edition of AEW Dynamite. But of course, you have to admit I do like, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, I do of course like the uh, logo for Collision. I mean, I don't know how long they'll use it, but I do like the logo. Our next story here, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story as we have the list of producers and backstage notes for last night's edition of SmackDown. Pipel Sled has a list of the producers from last night's episode of SmackDown, as well as several backstage notes. Michael Hayes produced the opening segment with the Bloodline, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. He also produced a match between the Usos and the LWO. Jamie Noble produced the Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly. Tyson Kidd produced Zelina Vega versus Asuka. Jason Jordan produced the Grayson Waller and AJ Styles segment. Sean Davari produced Rick Boogs and LA Knight versus the Street Profits. Knight will continue to feud with the Street Profits. Abyss produced the Austin Theory and Sheamus segment. Kenny Dykstra produced Valentina Feroz and Ulyssa Leon versus Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. This was Leon's first match since last August as she was out due to injury. Feroz and Leon are not called up and will still be considered on NXT. Dykstra also produced a pre-show dark match of Mia Yim versus Lacey Evans. And, of course, it, it was noted that neither Liv Morgan nor Dakota Kai were backstage. And, of course, as you know, Liv Morgan was, and, talk, and we mentioned, of course, the this past Monday night raw, the, the, this past raw show that was in Greensboro. Uh, I did find out, of course, through the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, that yes, it was at one point uh, locked in that Liv Morgan was going to be visiting the cricket, cricket store not too far from the Coliseum there in Greensboro. But unfortunately, due to this injury, she was not able to attend. Instead, they did, of course, honor that commitment but they sent Dolph Ziggler instead of, and, and I don't know why they wouldn't send another female competitor, but Dolph Ziggler was, was of course probably the best they could come up with on a sh- such short notice, I would assume. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as John Cena says he'll join the celebration if Charlotte surpasses her father's world title record. In an interview with 92NY via Fightful, John Cena said he would be on hand to celebrate if Charlotte manages to surpass the world title record of her father. WWE recognizes Ric Flair as a 16-time world champion, 
a record that seen the tide in 2017. However, Flair's number of title reigns has always been in dispute and may be as high as the mid-20s. Charlotte, meanwhile, is a 14-time champion with six Raw women's title reigns and seven title reigns of the SmackDown women's title. Cena did say, I do like the legacy that Charlotte is creating for herself. I know Ric Flair had something about if she were to win a 17th championship, we would be, we should be there both to shake her hand. I got to see Rick recently and tell him that that happens. We will both be there because I think that's tremendous. I'm not shortchanging anybody else, but just because I know and love Rick and I admire what Charlotte has done. So there is, of course, a big time respect factor, of course, there as well. And yes, granted, we have, we've always, we've rarely ever said anything. uh, in certain respects here, of course, for uh, um, for Charlotte, of course. But you will have to admit, ladies and gentlemen, that that accolade, of course, would definitely be a humongous uh, feather in her cap, indeed. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as AW files for a new trademark of, of a logo, of its logo. FIFO reports that on May 16th, AW filed a new trademark of its logo, of course, the three letters AW to use for entertainment services. Of course, it was um, obviously through the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, of course, the mark does consist of the consists of the letters AW displayed in a stylized manner. And of course, obviously, this a lot of this would be posted um, for I'm sure for a lot of their merchandise, their shows, um, just everything having to do with. Uh, AEW, of course, in general. So, <clears throat> so I'm not sure if it's the current logo that they're. It may be, of course, a new logo they're they're coming up with or something. I'm not really sure, but we'll we'll see. Of course, what will happen. And I'm sure, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman will be bringing this up, of course, Monday on Raw Radio. But I'll go ahead and mention it, of course, a little bit in advance. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. As SmackDown drops in viewership and the rating and ratings from last week, Spoiler TV reports that last night's episode of SmackDown was down in both viewership and the key 18 to 49 rating from the week before. The show's viewership was an average of 2.049 million people, with the first hour getting 2.085 million and the second getting 2.012 million. This is down. That is down from last week, which is that drew, which drew 2.068 in the preliminary numbers, and eventually rose to 2.149 million in the final numbers. SmackDown had an average 0.5 rating in 1849, with the first hour a 0.5 rating and the second a 0.49 rating. That is down from last week, which had a 0.52 rating, 0.52 preliminary rating, and eventually rose to 0.56 in the final numbers. Of course, it was the number one show on network TV for the night in 1849, but number six in viewership. Of course, it was behind Blue Bloods on CBS, Fire Country also on CBS, SWAT on CBS, Shark Tank on ABC, and Dateline on NBC. But nevertheless, of course, it did have it did have some it did have some um, it did have some. Of course, uh, there were some of course positive notes about it, but Unfortunately, <clears throat> uh, uh, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course, there was 
some uh, there was some little points about it as well. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight. As we go, of course, we're already past the seven o'clock hour. It's already close to seven fifteen, but that's okay. Well, we we don't mind talking about because we're all we're just bringing a whole lot of stuff pertaining to what's going out there in the wrestling world. Jeffrey Harris posted <coughs> this story here tonight as Dustin Rhodes celebrates 15 years of sobriety today. In a post on his Twitter account earlier today, AEW's Dustin Rhodes noted that he celebrates 15 years of sobriety today after his past struggles with drugs, drugs and alcohol. Rhodes stated the following. Today is a day that I am most proud of. Today is 15 years clean and sober from drugs and alcohol. It was a difficult journey for me, but when we work out our programs diligently, magic starts to happen. I thank God for the second chance and a new lease on life. I chose not to turn around and take a walk with the devil. I am clean from him one, one day at a time. Hashtag keep stepping. Hashtag perseverance. Hashtag, hashtag clean is cool. Also, of course, uh, for Levin Mania and, of course, uh, here in the radio network, send our congrats to Dustin Rhodes on his continued sobriety. And if you wish to read this tweet, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to his personal tw Twitter account, which is at Dustin Rhodes. But congratulations, of course, to the legendary natural one himself uh, for picking that up. Yes, indeed. Let's Jeffrey Harris posted this story here today as WWE News as Bret Hart was featured in a clip for the show Most Wanted Treasures. Also, Asuka shares a Turing blog, and as we said, the road dog today turns 54. WWE Hall of Famer wrestling legend Bret Hart is featured in a new clip for WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. The new episode does air tomorrow night, of course, on A&E. Of course, we did. I did view the clip here earlier, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very small one. Of course, him and Mick Foley go to the WWE warehouse to check out some of the items, of course, um, that Brett had, of course, during his run in, uh, around the early 90s, especially, of course, when he won, I think, King of the Ring, of course, and also Superstar of the Year in 1993. Uh, <coughs> uh, I have already, I will go and tell you, I have posted that clip in the video vault. If anybody wants, ever wants to go back and as anybody wants to go, it's a very short one. If anybody wants to go and take a look at it, of course, it is definitely worth the watch, of course, indeed. Also, WWE Superstar Asuka shares a vlog showing her eating some meals while traveling for WWE. And also, WWE Hall of Famer Brian Road Dog James, as we said, celebrated his, his birthday today, turning 54 years old. Also, WWE did wish him a happy birthday, of course. From their Twitter account at WWE, we got two words for at Brian R D James. Happy birthday! And there's a picture, of course, in this tweet. If you wish to go back and take a look at, it. so happy birthday, of course, to the Road Dog, as we said earlier. <clears throat> Our next story, of course, right here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story uh, last night, as we do have the spoilers. Some spoilers for next week's episode, of course, of SmackDown. Uh, now, as as we as as we did talk mention this on Revolution last night, WWE did tape next week's episode of SmackDown following last night's show, and the spoilers are officially online. If you wish to, now I will go ahead. I will 
go ahead and just let you know about what some of the matches are really going to be rather than trying to tell you who won these matches. But however, if you wish to check out the results, you can check them out. Uh, uh, you can, of course, ladies and gentlemen, per ITN WWE um, and also WrestlePlace if you wish to see the if you wish to see that. Uh, I will let you know some of the matches. <coughs> mm. um, a, a U.S. title match will be next week with Austin Theory defending against uh, Sheamus. Uh, the team of Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi will take on Bailey and Io, and uh, of course Io Sky. Of course, you know Io Shirai. Uh, Cameron Grimes will take on Ashanti the Adonis. Uh, uh, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, L.A. Knight will take on uh, 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 Rick Boogs. Uh, also, A.J. Styles will take on Karrion Cross. Uh, and <coughs> it may be an episode of the KO show um, from, of course, one half of the tag team champions, Kevin Owens. Uh, there's a rumor that it might be, of course, the duo from the bloodline who says they vowed to win the tag belts themselves. And that's obviously Roman Reigns and Solo Sequoia. Uh, um, so we'll see, of course, um, all about that here coming up here. And like I said, you can check out ITN, WWE, and Wrestle Place if you wish, ladies and gentlemen, to, uh, if you wish to, of course, uh, <clears throat> look at the actual results of the taped episode that they that they did for next week so joseph lee posted this last night with some aew news as dax harwood thinks young talent should be should beg to work house shows also an update on kyle fletcher's aew status and also a note on the next ring of honor tapings in a post on twitter dax harwood spoke about an upcoming aew house rules event and why young talent should beg to work the shows. You know that he will be working a singles match at the Tupelo, Mississippi event on June the 2nd. He wrote the following, and this is, of course, on his Twitter handle, at DaxFTR. If you're a young wrestler and you ain't begging to be on these house shows, just get out. I wrote a singles match for me. Who should I wrestle? I plan on killing it in Tupelo, Mississippi. Bible Slip reports that the reason Kyle Fletcher has not appeared on on AWTV this week was due to illness. Fletcher attacked Orange Cassidy last week to set up a future international title match, then defeated Action Andretti on Rampage. He was scheduled to compete on Wednesday prior to, of course, getting sick. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the next uh, Ring of Honor tapings are scheduled to happen on June 3rd and 4th. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I do have, courtesy of the Amazon Echo Dot, I do have, of course, a special notification. Let me double check that, of course, while we continue. Alexa, notification. One new notification from Amazon. On Sunday, there's a chance of rain near you in Trinity, starting around 1 a.m. and continuing intermittently until around 5 a.m. So around my so around WWSHQ, of course, early tomorrow morning, of course, I our area here is supposed to be receiving a little bit of rain. And one more story. <coughs> will bring you, I believe it came in, of course, overnight from Joseph Lee, as Seth Rollins will be missing next week's edition of Raw. 
As previously reported, Seth Rollins has a role in Marvel Studios' upcoming film, Captain America New World Order. He was filming in Atlanta this week, which is why he was only on Raw in a pre-taped segment. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Rollins will also miss this Monday's episode of Raw as, his, as he will continue filming the movie. So, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we look forward to, of course, seeing this movie. I, I think is, if we said this correctly, I do believe, ladies and gentlemen, that this that this movie is going to be coming out on in sometime next year, I do believe. But it all be, of course, a big time matchup here. You know, big time show, a big time movie here, indeed, no doubt about it. <clears throat> and of course, we have still have not heard about. I think he's supposed to be playing a villain, but we're not sure one hundred percent for certain. But we'll, when we have more info on that, we will most certainly let you know. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for a little uh, extra long edition of WCWS Power Hour, episode 361 here, of course, this evening. <coughs> Just to go ahead and point out here to you, don't forget tomorrow morning around between the 7 and 8 a.m. Eastern Time Hour, we'll have WCWS this morning, 805-8613-POUND, as, of course, I'll be bringing you of course, tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. We'll also let you know about what will be taking place in the radio network, of course, here this week. And also, of course, any additional wrestling news that does come in, of course, overnight from 411 Mania, we'll definitely, of course, bring that here to you as well. So be sure to listen to WCWS this morning, uh, tomorrow morning, somewhere at time between the 7 and 8 a.m. Eastern Time Hour, uh, of course, right here part of the radio network on talkshoe.com. Also keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that some that between this weekend and the beginning of next week, we will start, of course, number one, posting the semifinal matches of the Heavenly King of the Ring uh, tournament on the Heaven Wrestling Federation page. And also we will continue to keep tabs, ladies and gentlemen, to see if anyone will break the tie in the Falls Count Anywhere match between Mitt and Justin for the Impact U.S. Rebellion Championship. Remember, if, if of course, if the if, if the winning if the winning vote goes to Mitt, he retains the title. If the winning if the winning vote goes to Justin, then he will regain the title. So, of course, will Mitt hold on to it, or will Justin get it back? We'll find that out here. Hopefully, here between now, you have of course up until Monday afternoon before w, WCWS Raw Radio. Uh, to of course cast those votes here, so be sure to hopefully, hopefully someone will definitely break the vote here. But we will keep you informed if this does occur before, if it happens before WCWS this morning, tomorrow morning we'll let you know. If it happens afterwards, we'll let you know Monday afternoon on WCWS Raw Radio. But we will keep you informed about that. <clears throat> and also, ladies and gentlemen, we will start posting. A lot of our, we will start posting, of course, matches as far as our big prediction title challenge, of course, involving impacts under siege, as well as, of course, uh, NXT, I'm uh, talking the WWE Night of Champions, NXT Battleground, AW Double or Nothing, and also, as we said, the NWA Crockett Cup. We will start posting all of those here, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> sometime between this weekend and at least by Monday or Tuesday, we will start, of course, getting those 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 matches posted so everybody can go ahead and start voting for each of them. Of course, there's going to be a lot of great action here, like I said, coming from all fronts here. 
that WWE, Impact, AEW, and the NWA will be offering. There is no doubt about it. But uh, and that'll be on the Pay Per View Prediction Center Fourth Down Facebook page, by the way. So keep that page in mind once we start posting those matches. Also, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our other pages, of course, here on <clears throat> on Facebook. Of course, in addition, as we said, Fan Empire Entertainment Cavalcade, also uh, Sports Roundup, also the Game Show Alley page. Um, <clears throat> Also, of course, our tribute group, our entertainment tribute groups, of course, to uh, David Letterman, Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, Ronnie Dangerfield, Knight Rider and Home Improvement, also Preservation of the Past, uh, NASCAR US, check it out. Also, of course, Women of WCW US, of course, with some ladies' matches, our wrestling tribute groups, including AEW US, NXT US, ROH US, NWA US, WCCW US, WWWF US, WWF US, uh, try saying that three times fast, uh, <clears throat> and of course many more of our pages. Be sure to check out also the video vault with it. We've got a lot of great classic mo matches, uh, moments, uh, vignettes, and everything, of course, as well. So be sure to check all that out here indeed. <clears throat> also, be sure to check out all of our past episodes on the talk show that we've been recording in the past eight years, of course, since 2015. If you see an episode you wish to listen to, just pull it up and just, like I said, listen away and all. You might find out something interesting about something that happened a long time ago. And you, and if you have any thoughts and opinions about anything that we have said, of course, over the last eight years, just, of course, let us know. And we'll definitely, of course, uh, discuss it on some of our future shows here at some point down the road. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you continue to have, of course, a tremendous weekend. Uh, of course, enjoy. There's a lot of sports going on here as well. Uh, <clears throat> um, and, uh, and, and of course, like I said, we'll be back with WCWS this morning, tomorrow morning, between the 7 and 8 a.m. hour, 805-8613 pound. <clears throat> Until then, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here for the for everyone at the radio network. I want to tell you, Take care. Please stay, continue to stay safe out there in whatever you do. Let's continue to say a prayer for all those affected by a lot of the uh, live everything going on here in our crazy world uh, and also in our crazy country as well. And, of course, extend a hand, of course, to those who may need, of course, some a little bit of help here and there. You will definitely, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, be, be of course, uh, have your mind at ease, um, like I said, in <clears throat> more ways than one if you're able to. Of course, extend that helping hand here. Even if it's just on one occasion, you will feel, of course, you will feel very, very good about it. Most definitely. I know I've been there and it's, and it's a very good feeling indeed. And of course, we continue to say prayers for the families of Wrestling Hall of Famer superstar Billy Graham and football legend Jim Brown, of course, to be lost in this past week. Until then, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, please take care and please stay safe out there. And, of course, remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWUS Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, play our the music that we opened up our show with, of course, which was uh, the music used on the classic 80s cartoon Thundercats. If you're, everyone remembers the vehicle that they actually uh 
that they um, that they traveled in, of course, on that cartoon called The Thunder Tank. This was music that they played, of course, during th those segments. I will play that for, for you now. Remember, this is, of course, the WCWS Radio Network. This is the WCWS Radio Network. Have a safe weekend, folks. <laughs>